When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome here to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a great weekend. We've got a great show for you today. <laughs> Apologies for the minor delay, but we are here. I am Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Join me my guy, Big Dave. Bow! B-A-W-L Bow. Sports. And honored to have our guest for today. You know him. You love him. A multi-Chicago Bulls champion himself. And now, these days, bring in the hot sauce into your living room on every single game night alongside our guy, Adam Amin, the one and only Stacy King. Give it up, everybody. Stace, what's going on, man? Hey, y'all checks in the mail. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for hyping me up like that, boys. Hey, stay, it's cashed immediately, too. I'm telling you that. because <laughs> I'll, I'll take it back. I know. That's what I'm saying. As soon as I see it, stays directly to the bank is where I'm going with that. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. No but, man, worries. how are you feeling, though, man? You know, we know, you know, you dealing, wanted you to come in studio, you know, do everything. But, you know, having the old, good old hip surgery, getting that straight together, man. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I got some, got some new hips, man. I got, they, I think they're about 25 years old, so I'll be able to move like a 25-year-old. So, you know, now, you know, back then when my hip was hurting, I was like a lion out there trying to chase gazelles. I couldn't catch nothing. But now they can chase them down, jumping on top of baby. The lion is back, baby. <laughs> but you didn't uh, you you didn't want to go with the strategy of your old teammate Scotty Pippen and just postpone this until the start of the season. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Took a shot. That's a cop. Stop, you don't shoot his Oh, baby. We hurt the eyes off. The grassy no. Watch out. Oh, man. Come on, man. You're killing me, man. I'm no, just saying, Chicago has got to soak up those summer months, man. You don't want to be on the couch hey. rehabbing a surgery. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm going to block that shot from I'm jumping in front of Pippen now. I'm jumping like, you know, like the bodyguard, Kevin Costner. I'm going to jump in front of him. I'm not let you shoot my bullet. Like no, hey, listen. Honestly, honestly, like, you know, I had planned to get this done probably next summer. Uh, my doctor told me I probably had two years before I had to do it. It was just giving me so much pain during the summertime. I just decided to get it done now. And, uh, you know, the way medicine is now, 
is uh, remarkable. You know, uh, I had my doctor, Dr. Facility Karis over at Rush is awesome. You know, one of the best in the business. And, um, you know, recovery is quick when it comes to hips. Hips are a lot different than knee replacements and stuff like that. So I was walking right after surgery. So, you know, going upstairs right after surgery. So uh, I'm doing really well right now. I just got to do a rehab just, you know, right now. And uh, I'm getting the okay to do some uh, walking out on the streets and stuff, walk my dogs a little bit. So I'm happy about that. Stacy, we were talking uh, earlier uh, off air. First, first of all, thank you for messing with Joey because that's usually what I do is mess with Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm producer, so thanks for messing with me. That's always fun. That's always fun. Listen, Joey is my boy, but man, yes, absolutely. Hey, I thought he was on some Ike Turner stuff. I, he thought I was kidding. He was tapping me around. What up? We gotta go. We got thirty seconds. Get out. Just, just stop this conversation. Let's go. We gotta go. I'm like, damn, Joey. <laughs> What is going on? I got a couple men up here. I'm over here parking in handicap. I'm getting abused. Oh, wow. <laughs> Joy, my boy, though. Shout out to Joy. Oh, he yeah. Now, oh, yeah. Behind the scenes. You'll pop on in a minute, though. I know he is. You know he is. You know I tell you, you going to pop in, man. But hey, that's our guy. There he is. There he is. Right. I was trying to rush you. I was trying to get us live for the fans. They were waiting. They were eager to see you. So I'm aware of that one. You're a man of the people, Joy. Man of the people. That's I know. Right. I, hey, listen, I run my podcast the same way with Iron Fist. People mm. got to do what they got to do. Or I got to, I got to do some, I got to do some cleaning house. I was gonna say, you know, <laughs> chat. No, somebody's got to be the adult around here with these two. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That is true. That's we fair. Have same, hey, we, hey, we had the same problem. Give me the hot sauce podcast. We mm-hmm. say we're gonna start at five o'clock. Sometimes we start at five fifteen. People, you know, people closing in late. You know, mm-hmm. so but uh, we have fun though. That's the whole thing. You guys have fun too. That's really cool. Oh, without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. And, and we were talking about. uh Noah Lyles, you know, the track oh, star. Not. <laughs> saying, you know, not saying you don't understand why they're calling y'all world champions, man. And you being a three-time world champion, sir, I'm sure you took some kind of offense to that. Listen, I called my doctor today and asked him, can I start training for the 100? Because uh, I want to raise him, man, because I <laughs> And I don't think anybody in the NBA fraternity appreciated either. I was reading it. I, I even said something to him on uh, Instagram in a nice way. You know, nothing like, listen, I know where the kid's coming from. He's excited. NBA gets a lot of hype. You know, the players get a lot of hype. They're high paid. They're high profile. I get all that. There's some jealousy out there amongst other athletes. But you can't blame the players. This is what we – this has been going on since the turn of time. I right. just thought he, he did such a great job, Shakira Richardson – you know, redeeming herself and, and beating the beating the, uh, you know, the three Jamaicans that have been dominating. And she came mm-hmm. back and showed everybody, you know, that she is the, one of the best in the world, if not the best. I was happy for her. We were cheering for these guys. That's a, that's what it's like being American. <laughs> it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. That's our team over there. That's USA. So we're cheering for them. We want to see them have success. For him to say what he said at that juncture was really unnecessary because that had nothing to do with the NBA. Had nothing to do with the NBA. If someone said, hey, could you outrun LeBron James in the 50-yard dash, then then you could say something about the NBA. Then you could start shooting strays. But that was a moment that he could have done a couple of things. He could have just, you know, been grateful and humble. We, you know, we still got the Olympics. I'm just happy to be here. My parents, my family, just thank all the people who were involved, his teammates, his coaches. Or if he really wanted to, you know, bring, you know, awareness to social issues, you, you could have said something about the Jacksonville you know, the racially motivated Jacksonville shootings where we're trying to stop that. We're trying to get away from that. We're trying to, you know, those are things you could have said. That's what that platform really is for. 
Uh, it's really not a political platform, but if you really wanted to go that route, guys, that's something that he probably should have done or either just not just been grateful and just walked off. Hmm. I, I mean, I got no problem with these NBA players calling out this guy for, for this take. Save one. Actually, right before we hopped on, I noticed on Twitter, the NBA Central Twitter account, it's got zillions of followers, uh, shared a screenshot of Denzel Valentine clapping back at this uh, U.S. track guy saying, boy, wants some clout, huh? Jealousy, AMF or LOL. I don't know about you, Stace, but oh, I got no. a kick out of that because I'm sorry. If there's anyone in the NBA universe who's not even really in the NBA universe anymore, who's got no leg to stand on when it comes to people defining <laughs> championships and being a champion, Come on now. Well, I, mean, I mean, listen, everybody, listen, he's still part of the fraternity. He got years in the NBA and he's still in that fraternity. And, and listen, all the old heads like myself and Kendall Gill said something. I mean, uh, you know, Udonis Haslam, who just retired, said something. This really struck a nerve with past, present, maybe future NBA players. You know, that was just uncalled for. That's just like, again, you know, the USA, we win a gold medal. And uh, in, in Paris, and we get up and say something about, you know, the swimming team, or we get up and say something, you know, when Kobe and all those guys, the redeemed team, think about how many events those guys went to go see. You know, they went to go see the swimmers. They went to go see the track guys. They actually sat in the stands and cheered for these guys, okay? There was a camaraderie amongst those guys, the gymnastics. And for him to say what he said, you know, I, I just thought it was unnecessary. I get it. I get it. You know, you get you get tired of hearing world champions from the NBA. But my thing is this, and I told you guys off camera, if the U.S., if, if the NBA sent their best, their top 10 teams over to play in Europe, okay, that means you got you to gotta play anybody. There's nobody in Europe beating them. That's what do you think the Olympics is for? The Olympics is for the world champion. We send, you know, before, you know, the record, if, if people look up the record of the Olympic team, the, 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 the USA is like 143 and six in wins okay throughout the olympics gold medals they've won over 95 percent of the games that right there is telling you pure dominance in in a sport where we're playing a world championship because just like in track jamaica sends their best team germany sends their best team spain sends their best team so you can't control the narrative and go well the nba players are not playing anybody <laughs> well we're playing germany we're playing russia or lithuania we're playing, you know spain we're playing the world and we're beating them consistently the record shows that. And then you can say, well, the dream team, you got the dream team. Okay, look at the dream team's record from 1992. I want to say they're 54 and six since that dream team was created. Okay, that's dominance in a short period of time. And the six games they lost were just kind of like, you know, the, the redeemed team, they, the young LeBron, you know, young, you know, young players, you know, Carmelo, Dwayne Wade. It was a young team. Okay, but go back to when they were sending college players. College players were dominating until the world people started sending the, the grown men, Arvidas Sabonis, and sending these pros over to play against 18-year-olds. You're playing, I mean, 18-year-old playing against a man who's 30. <laughs> Come on, man. And those teams, those teams play together for years. They're not just put together three months and let's go play the Olympics. The USA is put together within a three-month period and say, all right, we're sending our best. We're sending them over there. They don't have any continuity. They don't, you know, they don't know each other except from playing in the NBA. Look at the FIBA team. Look at the young kids, the 18-year-old, the 18-year-old, the, 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 the USA's young teams are dominating the younger kids in Spain, the Canada. Canada has a pretty good team. 
Spain has a pretty good team, but the USA, like U17, U18, is dominating, dominating these foreign teams. So his argument, I just thought, was is unnecessary. Straight bullets, you know. Uh, I don't think any NBA player was expecting that. I know I wasn't, um, and it just it just riled everybody up. Stays out maybe, it was, maybe, maybe it was clout chasing as a young kid. Say clout chasing, clout chasing. Yes, yes, make me a star. <laughs> but, more, but, more, but that, more, 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 more clicks, more, you know, more, yeah. uh, more engagement. Yeah, more that stuff. That's what no, they I have. Don't, I, don't chase. I ain't like that. That's Y'all it. not That's like that. So it's like, no, oh, whatever, no. whatever. Oh, it is what it is. Uh, how do you feel about this team now? This USA basketball team with Anthony Edwards and Paulo Banchero and Jalen Brunson and Mikael Bridges. Like, how do you feel about this team that's competing right now? Well, it's a team with high basketball IQ and they're athletic. They can push the ball. They got some really good guards that not control pace. Uh, Jalen Brunson is a star. I don't care what nobody says. That kid's a star. Yeah. Should have been an all star last year for the Knicks. Um, you know, you got Halliburton, who's just as good, you know, runs the show, gets everybody off, two-point guards that control the tempo and get guys easier shots, uh, guys that can make shots. Mikael Bridges can make shots. Uh, Bob Carroll is, is, a, is a, just a wonderkind. I mean, a guy can play four or five positions. Um, typical NBA guy that can play the four and the five, stretch four, stretch five, which is that's the game in Europe. Big guys can shoot. Big guys are shooting threes. So he plays right into it. Anthony Edwards is a star. Okay, I'm telling you, he's coming. He's coming. I don't know if everybody's ready for it, but that kid is getting ready to storm into this league and get his name, you know, talked amongst the great the great players that are playing right now. It's going to be his team in Minnesota. He has the attitude. He has the moxie. I think, you know, these first years he kind of took a back seat and said, hey, you know, it's Towns team. And, you know, but Towns got hurt. He was able to step up, uh, took him to the playoffs, you know, playing game, playoffs, you know, and, and so I think he's ready to play. And he's on a big stage right now. He's on a huge stage. Everybody's watching, and they're seeing what kind of athlete he really is. Like, you don't get a chance to see the Timberwolves play a lot, you know, on national television. You might catch them, you know, unless you got the, uh, you know, the NBA channel where you get all the games. But um, unless we're playing them, you don't really get a chance to see how good this kid is. But I'm telling you, man, he's a big-time athlete. He can shoot the basketball, and he's fearless. Like, he doesn't care if you're in front of the rim. He's going to go right through you or over you, whatever it takes to, to win. And he says the right things. When you listen to these young kids talk, you know, it's never – when you listen to him talk, you know, especially, it's never about me. It's always we. You know, I want us to do this. I want us to be champions. I want this. And it's never like I want to be the MVP. I want this. I, I want to be the greatest player. And, it's not, and you guys like him and Halliburton and, and Jalen Brunson – when you listen to those guys, Montero, you listen to those guys, fresh breath, uh, breath air, whatever it is, fresh breath air, whatever it is called. <laughs> what? Uh, sp- while we're on the topic of this World Cup going on right now, I don't know if you've seen some of these stat lines that Carly Jones is putting up for South yeah. Sudan, hey, uh, which, hey. you know, shout out to them. It's awesome. To, their first ever uh, FIBA World Cup uh, victory uh, just the other day. A lot of Bulls fans last season were wondering why not Carly Jones while they were trying to figure out what to do at the point guard position. Watched him win summer or not summer league, uh, G League most valuable player this past season. He is still around. The Bulls have that situation with him with a partially guaranteed guaranteed deal. He is still on the roster as of this moment. What do you think about Carly balling out for for his uh, his home nation in these uh, World Cup games? And do you see him? maybe being someone who's worthy of a deeper look by Billy Donovan and the coaching staff to get some minutes this season. Well, here's the thing. I mean, there's other teams looking at him now. 
You know, he's not just out there, you know, Bulls property, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, the Bulls are, are really guard heavy. And that's one of the problems right now. And that's where I think where, you know, he as good as he has played in the G League and in summer leagues. That's where he kind of gets squeezed out, because if you look at the guards that we have right now, you know, you got you got Kobe resigned. You got Io resigned. You know, you went out and you paid for Javon Carter. You still got Caruso. I mean, we are stacked at the guard position. That's one of the things that we're really heavy at. And one of the things that, you know, when you look at the roster, you say to yourself, hey, you know, I might need to get we need some bigger guys. We need to get a couple of more big guys. Um, We've been guard heavy for a while. You know, and I think when we had Lonzo Ball, that kind of offset a little bit because our point guard was six foot six. And so that kind of offset a little bit as far as rebounding and, and playing defense. But that kid's going to be in the league. I mean, I, I liken him to uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, when Spencer Dinwiddie was here and uh, they brought him up from the G League, he played a couple of games, had a, had a huge game, I think in the first or second preseason game, we had 35. Bulls decided to keep, uh, you know, Jerry and Grant over him. And then he goes back to the G League, kills, and then signs in Brooklyn, and the rest is history. Signed a nice contract. And, and Carlique's the same way. You know, if the Bulls don't keep him, he's going to be somewhere in the NBA roster. Um, you know, the same thing with the, the kid Liberty. You know, um, yeah. that yeah. kid that kid played really well this summer, too. And that's another thing, too, is like, you know, the Bulls are so heavy in guards. And even the way those guys played and probably should be on the roster, there's just no room because you still had Io out there still, you know, you're trying to decide if you're going to sign Io. And, and I honestly believe that, you know, in my opinion, you know, those are picks of the, of AK and Mark. Those guys are not going anywhere. You know, Patrick Williams, you know, Io, those are their, their draft picks. And so, you know, they want to see those guys succeed. And those guys have had success here. Um, not as much as I think fans would want, but they have, they have shown that they can play at this level. So I think it's why Carleek and, and uh, Liberty is going to had a hard time. That's why Liberty's in Toronto. I'm sure he, he may make that team because he's a good guard. He's a good scorer. But Carleek, I think he's in a different situation because we are so stacked at the guard spot. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do there. Mm. You mentioned the big man uh, talking about that. The other guy over there who's been balling out is Vooch, who looks Ooh. like he's been on a mission. Over there. Oh, big fella. Big fella to his side, baby. We need to bomb that up. <laughs> we need to pop it up like a genie and bring it back. <laughs> Stop on baby's free cheese, baby's free mouse and house. Get boost the ball. <laughs> Yo, he is balling. No, he really is. I mean, averaging like like twenty one and eight, and, and then uh, about three blocks, shooting he well for three. Great. He's moving well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like the one thing I like about him is, and I've always liked this about Vooch, even when he's in Orlando. You know, Vooch is a very unselfish player. You know, he's a guy that just kind of fits a mold and like, okay, if this is what you want me to do, I'll I'll fit in this piece of the puzzle. Okay. This guy's a former all-star. He's better than that. They've got to find ways to get him more involved and, and kind of use him like a poor man's Jokic. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you got to be Jokic, but I'm saying he's a very good passer, double teams in the post. Um, he can shoot the basketball. He's not a, he can't handle the ball like like Jokic can. That's a difference. That's 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 the big difference there. And and maybe the court vision at the top of the at the top of the circle being able to make those passes on cuts and stuff, um, but the, we don't know because the Bulls don't run that kind of offense where they're they're you know getting back cuts back screens. So we don't know if he could do that or not. But in the offense that they're currently running, you don't really see that facet of his game. But I do know this: when he's in the post and he gets double teamed, he knows where to find the open shooter, and that's very important in this day and age when you have a low post guy that can do that. Hmm. 
All right, Stace, we uh, we got to pay the bills real quick. Share some words from our friends and sponsors. Hang tight, Stacey King's going to hang out with us. We'll get more of his thoughts on the Bulls offseason when we come back on the other side. While we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick, simple favor. Hit that thumbs up. Show our guy, Stacey King, some love in the comments. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Circle K, who are proud and excited to announce their new free membership program that they're calling the Inner Circle. If you still have a road trip on deck this summer, Whenever you are getting ready to go, first stop you should make to fill up your tank and fill up your car with your snacks and your bevies is your nearest Circle K. If you sign up for their free membership program called Inner Circle by downloading the Circle K app, you will get 75, 25 cents off per gallon on your first five fill-ups. That is free money in your pocket. Plus, every sixth item you purchase from their uh, from a selection of their products, including their coffee, delicious, their ice cold fountain drinks, and even their hot slices of pizza, ready for an easy snack on the go. Every sixth one free if you download and use that Circle K app. Join the inner circle for downloading that free app. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Look, baby Joey just texted me. He said, Uncle Joey didn't give me my bottle, so y'all can be abusive to him all you want. So yeah, so he said, man, he's he just told us. He said this, baby Joey, because baby Joey don't understand. He never understood, y'all. He don't get it, baby Joey. Yep. Like looking fly. He like putting glasses on and looking mm-hmm. smooth, but he don't want to pay no money for him. So guess what yeah. he likes rocking with? He likes rocking with Shady Rays. Why? Because they're an independent sunglasses company. Offers that world class product, just as good as any expensive pair that you have ever put on your beautiful face. The durable frames, the extremely clear optics for your outdoor, and as that man is over there proving right now, your indoor adventiones, it's not a word. And that's not all, of course. The Matt Peck lost and broken replacements plan. He likes to throw that hat. Let's say he tosses it. Oh, it's gone. Let's say those glasses were on it. Them glasses would break. They'd be in half. Matt would be sad, but then he remember that he could take those glasses, put them in an envelope, send them back to Shady Rays. Guess what they're going to send him? A brand new pair for free but that's not all let's say you was looking and you watching you saw stacy king out and stacy king has some shady rays on looking smooth and cool and you thought you could look smooth and cool just like that well one then you realize that you can't but then you say i can't get some glasses that fit me so you send those glasses that you got put them back in the envelope send them back to shady rays get the glasses that you really want and as long as you do it within 30 days shady rays will send them to you for free no questions asked so Exclusively for the listeners out there, Shady Rays giving away their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code CHGO, get yourself 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Try it for yourself. The shades that are rated five stars, but over 250,000 people, because the Shady Rays, y'all, with the Rays are oh so shady. <laughs> oh so shady. I made I made Stacey King laugh, damn it. I did my thing. I'm all good. <laughs> Shady Rays, get on it. Stay, <laughs> Stacey Stacey say, Stacey. Stacey. The barbecue before you start reading Shady Rays. Shady Rays got a barbecue? Where is it at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give me a prayer. I'm gonna pop the glass. I should get a prayer free. Y'all should hook me up. Of course we'll hook you up, Stacy. What you saying? All right, I'm getting ready to say it. Don't be hard. Hey, yeah, we'll first. hook you up with a free pair if you come to the studio sometime. Oh, I'm coming in here. That's a threat right there, Pat. Come on, <laughs> that's what I'm calling for, man. 
over there kind of gangster me over there. Come on, I'm like, that's the club language, Stacy. Man, I'm gonna give you a pair of Stacy Rays if you come over to the studio. I'm gonna hop over there, David. I said, no, no, you ain't ready for that. Sit your butt down, boy. We gotta get you ready for a hundred. You can race this boy. That's real. That's real talk. Nobody likes that free stuff more than our other pal, Will Perdue, though. <laughs> he was, hey, he was hey, talking to us back in the day. He was always trying to get in on some of those promos that we hey. were doing. We were like, hey, man. <laughs> Listen, that's how you think rich people stay rich. <laughs> yeah, right. We, we learned it. Saying. We learned hey, it. Hey the, king, hey, the king don't turn nothing down but his collar, baby. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I, I'm curious how you felt now that we've basically seen everything the Bulls have done with their offseason, prioritizing getting Vooch back. They got that done pretty quickly. Kobe White also back in the fold, as you mentioned, along with Io Desumu. Um, Before we get to the new free agent guys and your thoughts on them, what did you make of their decision to basically double down on this core of players again around that, that trio of Zach, Damar, and Vooch? with some of these other role players that they decided to bring back and, and, and try to be competitive again with this roster as opposed to maybe making a strong turn uh, a, a, in a different direction by maybe trading one of those key guys and or letting Vooch go? Well, I mean, listen, if you look at the way the NBA is right now, man, you're not getting market value for the trades that you're trading. I mean, you're getting second-round picks for guys who are all-star caliber players. And so I know fans are, you know, oh, let's blow it up, let's blow it up. You say that now. And then when you go into a rebuild situation and you're rebuilding for the next seven years, and then you see Zach Levine continue to make all-star teams and DeMar Rosen playing for championships and Vooch becoming an all-star, next thing you know, you're complaining. You know, oh, we had those people. We had, I mean, same thing with Lowry. Lowry was here. People were like, oh, he's too soft. Y'all get rid of him. Now look at Lowry. He's one of the, he's one of the best players in the Western Conference, and, and, and he, he's really blossomed. So you got to be very careful when you talk about this now. I will say this. There's no reason why this team shouldn't win between 40 and 50 games, okay? you got three guys who have been on All-Stars. You know, this big three really is true. you got two of the best wing players at their position. Uh, Zach and, and, and uh, DeMar still can get it done at a high level. Uh, Zach's going to be healthier than he was last year at the start of the season. That knee, coming from that knee surgery, I think people really took that for granted. He was not 100% at all at all and it really zapped a lot of his athleticism uh that you saw in the second half and him by him not making the all-star team that really really helped the bulls because it gave him a chance to rest it gave him a chance to get his head cleared and he came back a different person in that second half like the zach that we've known so uh you're gonna have a healthy zach levine you're gonna have a healthy damar and you're gonna have a healthy vooch and so those three guys veteran players is enough to get you 30 five wins or more just with that core group alone. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you go out and you say, what is Patrick Williams? Though Patrick Williams and Kobe white to me are the key. Those two guys, their development has to go up this year. They've got to be bigger parts of the offense. Uh, the coaching staff has got to find ways to unlock Patrick Williams because they have not been able to unlock him except for certain times. They've got to find, it's like, it's like having a cheat code. Mm -hmm. They got, you got to find a cheat code for Patrick Williams. Because Patrick Williams is a guy, and I know Bulls fans who are probably watching this show, oh, Patrick's never, he, he's a bust, all this. No, no, he's not. He's not. They just haven't found a way to consistently use him. Uh, he's like Anthony Edwards. He kind of takes a backseat to these older guys. He's now got to say, okay, okay, I've been here long enough now. It's time for me to unlock the beast. It's time for me to start being more involved 
getting the ball off the glass, taking it full court, initiating the offense, attacking the rim, which we've seen him do uh, numerous occasions throughout the year, but not enough. It's got to be more consistent. We already know defensively he's one of the you know one of the better young defenders in the league. Now we just need his offense to match his defense. Now you've got a serious three and D guy coming you know at that position. Kobe White started showing you some things last year. He worked on his ball handling. His ball handling was light and day better than what it was his first few years in this league. Kobe was almost an instant turnover every time you know before. Last year. He was going behind his back, between his legs. He was attacking off the screen and roll. Guys were trying to rip him. He was just, you know, he kept the dribble low, and he was able to get to where he needs to go. Now, you got to remember, Kobe's like 6'5". It ain't like Kobe's a little guard. Kobe's 6'5". You can play Kobe at the one or the two spot. That's a luxury that the Bulls have. Billy Donovan has to be able to put him in there as a point. You can put him in there as a two guard, depending on what your rotations are going to be. If you're going to go defensive rotations, you know, of course, you're going to have Caruso out there. You're going to have Devon Carter out there. But, you know, the Bulls have played three guards. They've played three guards before. So you're going to have Kobe still out there, uh, Zach, whoever you want, every combination you've got, you've got options. Um, so at the end of the day, those two guys, in my opinion, Captain Io. Io's got to find his confidence. Io, from his first year, until the middle of probably probably the second half of the season, he started losing his confidence. They need those three young guys to step up and, and really carry their load this year. You can't depend on Zach and DeMar every single night and Booch every single night. Those younger players have got to come up and they've got to be better this year if the Bulls are going to take a serious jump from where they were last year. Well, Stakes, let me let me go back to Patrick Williams. Let me ask you this, because Patrick is such a, a – a weird kind of case. Like Matt and I love Patrick Williams. We really think Patrick Williams is do something like legitimate in this league, but we understand also the frustration that Bulls fans have when watching him and um, when seeing his game, because it hasn't been consistent uh, enough. One game, you know, you just see him losing his mind and realizing he's the biggest dude out there. And then the other game, you know, kind of taking that step back that you talked about. Do you feel more, it's more of coaches needing to get him involved? or more of Patrick needing to get himself involved? Because you mentioned, you know, him getting that rebound and starting that break. You know, that's stuff he can control. He can do that himself. But also the coaches, you know, they're not going to really draw a place for a guy that might be the number four option, you know what I'm saying, out there to score. Yeah. So who, who do you feel like it has to be more on for him to take that leap? See, one of the things I, I come with, I come with a perspective of a player being an NBA player. Um, and playing at the highest level. And then I come as a coach. I coached in the CBA for five years. So I have two different perspectives when I'm calling a game and when I'm looking at a game. And when I coach in the CBA, you have players that you can get on. Like if I said, okay, Dave, you know, I need you to do this and I can come at you a little harder and you'll respond in the right way. But I go to Matt, Matt's a little softer. If I yell at Matt, Matt might go into a shell and we might lose Matt for two weeks. So I've, the, the, the beauty of coaching is, and this is what makes Phil Jackson so good, is he recognized, you know, how to push the right buttons on the right players. Okay. So I can come at you and say, Dan, I need you to rebound. You can get in there. I can yell at you, scream at you. I can even curse at you if I want, and you'll respond the right way. Okay. Because you know, I got to go out there and do what I'm doing because coach is saying I'm not doing this. I got to do this. If I come to Matt and say, Matt, I need you to get the ball. I need you. To, I need you to shoot the ball when that when that ball comes to you in the corner. Do not do not pass up on an open shot again. Or I'm pulling you out. Then all of a sudden, Matt now is, is his confidence is gone. Okay, but if I tell Matt, if I grab Matt to the side and say, "Hey, look, you're the best damn shooter out here on the floor. Anytime that ball hits your hands, let it go. I don't care if you go 0 for 10, shoot it. That's why you're out there for." Now, 
I'm not going to pull you out if you miss your shots. If it's in the floor of the offense, I'm not going to pull you out. But what I am going to do is pull your ass out if you ain't hustling on defense and getting over screens and staying in front of your man. That's why you're going to come out the game. And that's how you got to approach guys because, you know, guys are different, man. We're all created differently. Our mindsets are differently. If you look at some of these young kids like Scotty Barnes, both him and Patrick Williams were the six men at Florida State. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those kids, two kids are talented kids. They come out to, they came out to the NBA in their first year. Both of them played six man for Leonard Hamilton. Scotty comes to Toronto first year, dominates aggressive. You're like, Whoa, where'd this kid come from? You know? And then people look at Patrick Williams the year before and it's like, wait a minute, he was a six man. He's not doing the same thing. Scotty's doing well. Scotty struggled his second year. It was, it, he, he struggled so much his second year that his name came up in a lot of trade rumors in Toronto. So, you know, it, it's it's a mindset. You know, it's a mindset you have to have. And I think Patrick is one of those guys, and I love Patrick. You, But you got to pull him to the side and you got to say, hey, we believe in you. That's why you That's why you were the high pick, number four pick. We believe in you. Get out there and play your game. Mm-hmm. All right? You're going to get pulled out for playing your game, but you're going to get pulled out if you ain't hustling and you're not playing hard and you're not playing defense. That's what you – and I would tell everybody that, from Zach to, to DeMar – is you you guys got to come out here every night. You should be, you know, I mean, honestly, if you're a pro player, you know you were better than the playing game last year. Come on now, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it 100, no cap. They were better than the playing game, okay? Mm-hmm. And so that's what you need. That's what the mindset should be now is we're better than the playing game. We should be in the top five in the Eastern Conference when this is all said and done, and we should be playing in the first-round game and not playing in the playing game and possibly playing beyond the first round. That should be the mindset because if I'm trotting – Zach Levine out there, and I'm trying DeMar DeRozan out there, and Vooch, that right there, it should scare a lot of teams. Like, you, you're bringing three all-stars out there that can get buckets consistently. And now we just need the young players to come along and, and give them some help. And if we do that, I think you're looking at a great year. Stace, we uh, were lucky enough to have a chance to chat with Javon Carter at Bulls Fest a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was really cool to hear him talk about what it means to him that he's going to be putting on a Bulls jersey as a Chicago guy. Uh, you know, the latest in a long historic line of Chicago products who come on and, and to the NBA level and end up putting on a Bulls jersey. Specifically with his game, I think you can make certain comparisons to what he can bring that Lonzo Ball brought this team as far as perimeter defense and the ability to, you know, knock down some shots on the offensive end doesn't quite have that same magic as far as passing and basketball IQ and court vision that is so uniquely Lonzo's, you know, joker in his deck of cards. But do you feel like there are enough similarities here where maybe over the past season and a half, Bulls fans saying, how can we replicate or come close to replicating what we lost with Lonzo? Do you see enough of that in Javon Carter to make you feel really good about him being this team's starting point guard out of the gate? Well, you know, I would always say, you know, let's temper the Lonzo Ball comparisons and, and you know, what someone brings. Lonzo Ball, like you're talking you're talking about guys uh, like a baseball player would be a five-tool player. You know, a guy rebounds, blocks shots, assists. I mean, he scores. I mean, he does things that, you know, he plays awful five positions. I mean, when Lonzo would get switched on Giannis and they, you know, with a one-four pick and roll, he was guarding Giannis by himself in the post. There was no double teams coming. And he, he guarded every player like that. So that's tough to come in. What, what I see, what I see more of Javon is is a younger, more uh, better scorer than Patrick Beverly. Now Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly, when he was young, coming in was a dog defensively. He hounded the point guard. He made you got you frustrated. But this kid, you got to remember, you go back to his days college. He was a defensive player of the year, I think, multiple times. 
And he's done that since he's been in the league. He's been a guy because I've always been a fan of full court pressure with your point guard. I've always been a fan of that, putting pressure on the guard, making them use some of the clock so they can't execute run two or three options out of their offense in the half court. You know, make them have to play a little bit under the rest. And then when you got a point guard playing full court, you know, you're going to tire that guy out. You know, he's going to be tired coming off screens. He's going to be tired, you know, running the pick and roll. So that has a lot of different effects on it. I know we live in the age or let's just get it up and down and shoot threes, you know, but I still believe you can bring some of that old school mentality back into this you know, this generation of basketball. And I think Javon Carter is one of those guys. I think people are going to be really surprised that not only is he a great defensive player on ball defensive player, he can actually shoot the basketball, you know, playing in Milwaukee, you know, he's, you know, he knocked down some big shots for them. Uh, You know, he had to fight his way to get on the court. That's what I like the kid. You know, he was a kid. I think, I don't know, you know, he wasn't getting a lot of minutes when he first got there, but he earned the right to be on that court. Budenhoser, realize like, hey, this kid comes out and plays hard every night, no matter if he's playing two minutes, if he's playing 25. And he worked his way into the rotation. He started games for them. So that tells you that that kid is, is going to come here. He's got, you know, he's got a great mentality. And a Chicago kid is pride about wearing that Chicago uniform, especially for Chicago kids who grew up in the inner city and who thought maybe that never they would never play for the Chicago Bulls. You know, it's a dream. You know, you over here dodging bullets and trying to stay out of gangs and all the things that come along with being in that environment. You know, you don't think your chances are, are good to ever play in the NBA, let alone for the Chicago Bulls. So when they get to put that jersey on, you know, that's a long life dream that they had. Derrick Rose, Eddie Curry, you know, you go right down the, you know, right down the list of, of all the guys who, who came here from Chicago. Patrick Beverly, you heard what it meant to him to put that jersey on, even though he was only here for a short time. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's an honor for those kids. So I think you're never going to have to worry about Javon Carter coming out playing with energy every night. And I think he's going to bring a toughness to this team like Patrick Beverly did, because you saw the mentality in the second half that Patrick Beverly brought to the Bulls when he came on. I mean, it was a toughness. There was the accountability. You know, if you weren't where you're supposed to be defensively, you saw Patrick Beverly letting you know, get where you're supposed to be. And guys looked at that and said, you know, this is coming from a guy who's a defensive guy. He's a veteran guy. And uh, and it worked really well. And I think Javon Carter will be the same way. I think Torrey Craig will be the same way. These guys come in with a chip on their shoulder. You know, they had to fight their way to get into the league, get rotation minutes and get minutes where they can now are, are getting paid for their services. So I think those two kids are going to come in and make a difference. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Tory Craig, because that's what I wanted to ask you about next. Like, I like the fact, you know, they went out, you know, obviously got another veteran, you know what I'm saying? But you got a guy who's a bigger size player because, you know, you already have so many guards. But now you got a guy who can play the three or the four, who can, who's very solid defensively and can shoot the three. Um, I remember DeMar DeRose saying this was one of the top two defenders he's ever faced, you know, in his career in Torrey Craig. So having that on him will help. But the person I really want him to help is Patrick Williams, because I feel like that would be like a steel sharpened steel kind of situation. Whereas Patrick, you know, and, and you probably know it better than us. We're just outside looking in. But, you know, he seems very soft spoken out there where Torrey Craig, you know, is more that bulldog, you know, saying in yeah. your face kind of guy. Do you think that will help a guy like Patrick Williams, like just having not only going up against a guy like Torrey Craig in the practice, but hearing him talking to him like that constantly? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think it really it really boils down to to Patrick now. It's it's you can bring in everybody to talk to him. I mean, he's been he's worked out with Demar Rosen for the last two summers, getting up at five in the morning in L.A. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. So so now it's time for Patrick. 
I mean, it, it's it's time now. You've been here long enough now, and I love the kid. You know, no one now should have to tell you to bring it every night and go out there and do what you do best because you you've shown glimpses that you can be the player the Bulls drafted you to be. So it's now it's just going out there and you know I like I used to liken it to like you know being a you know having a Ferrari you know and Billy Donovan is trying to learn how to to drive a Ferrari because he's been driving you know he's been driving a regular car you know like a Hyundai or something so he had to jump in the Ferrari and that's Patrick Williams you know you you don't know how to shift gears you don't have now it's time for them to figure it out now it's time for that Ferrari to go and rip like it's on the autobahn because I think honestly and this is my opinion um and I didn't sleep in the Holiday Inn to come up with this opinion, but <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. I expect Patrick Williams to have a breakout season this year. I would mm. be totally surprised if he doesn't have a breakout season. I, I just, I just think he's going to figure it out. And sometimes, again, because he's such a soft-spoken person, I think he's deferred. I think he's held back his game because of the older guys because of the respect that he has for DeMar, Zach, and Vooch, I think that he is he's held his game back. I think now that he's been in the league long enough now and he's heard all the talk and trade him. And, and you know, listen, basketball players listen to talk radio. They listen to – I didn't have social media. When I, got, I mean, people are just writing on tablets like Moses. <laughs> we found out when somebody didn't like us and didn't like our game. We just – we were like Moses. We, we had to walk up to the – tablet. Uh, they were uh, Will Purdue. Oh, we need a new bench. We had to find that on a tablet, bro. <laughs> up to the burning bush and come down a hill and, and let everybody know what the tablet said. Now they got social media. Social media, everybody, everybody, all these kids are listening to social media, man. They, everybody listens to social media. They know what they're saying. They know what people are saying about them. That's motivation enough right there. You hear your name in trade rumors, you know, and uh, the first thing that goes to a player's head is, oh, my team don't want me. Mm. But the way you should look at it is, is that not that a team doesn't want you, there's a lot of people that like you. There's other teams that like you that are willing to make a move to get you because they believe that you could be the player that they think you can be. So that's the way you got to look at that and use that as motivation to show your, your old team, like, yeah, this is the reason why y'all should keep me because I can do all this stuff. And I, I just honestly think he's going to figure it out. I thought Kobe figured it out in the second half. Um, when you go back to that playing game against Miami, I think, you know, come of the, you know, a couple of things that happened. I thought Kobe came out the game, you know, too early. I thought Drummond came out the game too early. They were really playing well. And then, you know, Miami got on a run. And, you know, that that whole series, think about how close this could have – how this whole playoff could have been altered, okay? Let's just say the Bulls beat Miami, which they should have, and they go play – you know, they go play. Oh, Lord, somebody's got to call me. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Somebody's in trouble, but I can't help you right now, girls. I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> play on, play. That's me, you know. Working on the hip. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, hey, hey, you gotta, you gotta get those hips to shape, baby. They're coming after me. They know, they know I'm ready now, baby. I got, I got to keep running. Run on the treadmill. Baby. We're ready. We're ready. But anyway, probably really interrupted by you know by my little my little solid gold dancers. Um. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> come on, y'all young folks, say catch that one. Yeah. <laughs> come on, y'all young folks, say catch that one. You know, no, I call that one, Stacy. Yeah. I got you. Solid gold dancers. Look it, Look it up, up, Amir. <laughs> That's what I got right now. I got solid go dances. But but you know, if if that if the Bulls beat, oh. if the Bulls beat Miami, they play play Milwaukee. 
okay? Mm-hmm. And even though they've had success against Milwaukee, honestly, Milwaukee wins that series, okay? Let's just be real, okay? So Milwaukee's whole fortunes might have changed. They might have gotten to the finals. They might have got to the finals. You, it could have been a whole totally different. Or maybe Boston gets to the finals. One of Milwaukee or, or, or Celtics would have got to the finals. And I don't know if they would have had enough to beat Denver, but it would have been a lot closer, I think, than when Miami was there. Mm. We got to take one more quick break. We'll come back, get a few more of Stacey's thoughts. I do want to get your thoughts on some of those other teams the Bulls will be battling those uh, middle season of the East for. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our friends at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Cubs just got back from a long road trip, pop into the Wrigleyville location. That's one of many all around the state of Illinois for all of you people looking to find a place for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase their wide array of high-quality products. They offer easy online ordering and then in-store pickup. Plus, they've got their great uh, transparent loyalty program that they call Sunnyside Rewards for you frequent flyers. Check out everything they got. If you're an old school person like me who likes flour, they got flour for you. All kinds of flour, indica, sativa, hybrids, whatever you want. They've got vape pens. They've got rechargeable this and that. Plus, so many delicious edibles to choose from. The Good News brand orange flavored gummies. My personal favorite. Try them. You won't be disappointed. Check out sunnyside.shop to do your online ordering. Use promo code CHGO25 at checkout, and you're looking at 25% off your total order. That's one use per customer and not stackable with their other offers. However, it's not just for first-time customers. Anyone and everyone can use that promo code of ours when they're checking out at sunnyside.shop. CHGO25 for 25% off your total order. Must be 21 and over or an Illinois MedCard holder. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer from Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Oh, I like that. You know what? As soon as you leave the dispensary, you know what you need to do is go get some beer. That's what I'm going to do. You grab you a hey, brew or two and hey, do that. I, 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 like their, I like their hide and seek program where you go in there and get it and no one see you. Not the hide like and seek. A little black screen on your head. And they know it. You're like going to do those commercials when you don't, or like the mob when they, <laughs> they don't want to find you. Hey, you look like Stacey Gates. I'm not Stacey <laughs> My name is Tracy. Tracy. I'm Stacey. Hey, put a little some, black screen on my head, baby. Pop, pop, pass, baby. No, some tell me that wasn't your first time using that voice, Stacey. Some hey, tell me you to use hey. that voice a couple times. Hey. <laughs> it's just a couple. If, you're, if you're trying to maintain yeah, your, your incognito, I, if you need an errand boy to the cannabis store, Stacey, I can help you out. Just let me know. I'll, I'll happily oh, be your errand boy. Hey, 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 Peck, you know, I got a whole bunch of connections, bro. Come on now. <laughs> hey, I've been here way too long. I've been here way too hey. Nice. Hey, listen, all I'm going to say on that one is I ain't got to stand in line. That's all hey. You know, like, they, hey, they may send mine on a pigeon with one of the little, the little aerial helmets, you know, like little pilot, yeah. a little leather jacket. They just drop it off at the doorstep. I'm going to have, I'm have me some little orange gummies. Plop, plop. Yo, man. He's <laughs> okay, got that fancy, that, hey. that rich people pigeon weed delivery. Yeah, the, the rich pigeon. Door. Right, right, right. Hey, hey, them orange gummies that have you singing Whitney Houston songs. <laughs> I was always loving you. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. See, y'all weren't ready for money like this. Y'all weren't ready for money like oh, this. Oh, we always ready for these, Stacey. <laughs> this is how we roll. Okay. This is our tool. America, America, if you're listening out there, I know y'all probably think I want some gummies right now. No, I'm not. This is real me. 100% raw. I'm going to drink as a Mountain Dew right now in my little mason jar cup. That's right. Keeping it like that. 
But I'll tell you what, really, she'll be in that mason jar. Really I wish, well, I hope it's some Goose Island beer because that's what we are. Another sponsor, our other sponsor is the Goose oh, Island Lord, Beer Goose Company. Goose Island, Island Beer Company. That's how we roll, Stacy. There go your pigeon right there. Get it on the goose. Yeah. We send it over to you, man. The Goose Island Beer <laughs> Company. 1988 is how long they've been around. That's the Jordan year, ladies and gentlemen. And they have an incredible roster of excellent beers, y'all. The Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, that tropical beer hug, a.k.a. the Herb Lawrence, because I saw him chug three of these things, 9.9% alcohol. I still don't know how he did that. I am still impressed. The 312 Wheat Ale, which is the classic, and of course, mine and Matt's favorite, the Full Pocket Pilsner. It's the everyday beer. It's what the brewers are drinking and what the people who are drinking, what the brewers are drinking, are also drinking when we're not hanging out with the pigeons and the gooses. So head on over to the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or hit that tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Grab you that ultra-fresh exclusive beer because it's the Goose Island Beer Company, y'all. It's Chicago's beer, the true taste of Chicago. Yes. Yes. They had the burger. I had a burger there. They made a burger in my name. It was uh, oh, yeah? it's off the chain. Oh. Oh, y'all didn't man. even get in and taste it. What kind of friends are y'all, man? Damn. Oh, thanks. They we ain't know. We ain't know. We had our own beer too, though. We had the CHGO beer for a minute. See, see, see. Yeah, we had to get that, man. I had no beer. <laughs> you, you ain't getting down with the states. I, I had y'all's beer, man. Come on, man. Come on, y'all didn't even taste it. Person, what kind of friends are y'all, man? Damn. Damn. <laughs> oh, oh, come on, we didn't have our pigeon. Hey, hey, look, I come on y'all show. I'm half man, half amazing, right? I got, I'm just recovering off the hip right now, so I'm not 100 right now. Okay, I'm over here putting off phone calls from the solid gold dancers, and I'm on y'all show. <laughs> I got to my burger, man. That's terrible. That's terrible, man. We got about that. I'm gonna do something to bring it back, baby. The season, baby. Oh, Dude, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll throw some Stacey King hot sauce on a burger anytime. Shout yeah. out hey, to wait, the, the Stacey King hot sauce. Yeah, I got a couple of different ones in my fridge, man. I love them. You sure does. Okay. This okay. Is true. okay. Does. All right. I just need to know that because you know what? If you ain't got none, just tell me. I'm the hot sauce man. I'll deliver y'all some. I was going to say, oh, I, I, I ordered you them. Over there, Dave. Dave, did you huh? get some? Huh? Did you get, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what you say? You over there uh, my earphone, Stace. I can't. You made me raise in Chalupa. Yeah, okay. Okay. You over there. You over there. You over there. Is he talking to me? Is he talking to Matt? Hey man, <laughs> you know me and Matt looking like I don't know who you talking about, Stacey. <laughs> hey, hey, you know I me mean? like he in the, in the, in the instigated investigative room. Somebody was doing this. <laughs> he did it. You September fourth. Yeah, he did it. Twelve p.m. He did it. He had a mask on. And he had a jersey to see it. Cubs baseball on. Oh, love you. <laughs> oh, Matt, baby, snitch you out, baby. All three of us in the same room. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't, I ain't said a word. Matt ain't saying nothing. Dave would mm-hmm. blaming me at that. No, man. <laughs> I wasn't raised that way, Stace. I, y'all, y'all got I nothing to say. I wasn't got nothing to say. I'm going to use some hot sauce so you won't have no excuse. I, I know what you mean. My man. I, my man. <laughs> I appreciate that, Stace. I got only, only people I ever snitch on are people who are wearing Bulls jerseys who don't deserve to be wearing Bulls jerseys. Those are the only Ooh. people I've ever snitched on in my life. Oh. Yeah, this is true. Uh, oh. 
Stace, so you said earlier that you see the Bulls as a team in that 40 to 50 win range and where they end up in that range. And I agree with you. I think they're going to be somewhere. Uh, I think it can improve in pawn 40 and 42 from last season. Obviously, Milwaukee, Boston, if Harden shows up and, you know, isn't get me out of here version of Harden, maybe Philly stays in that top, you know, top four tier home court in the first round tier. When you look at these other teams that the Bulls are going to be battling it out with, for maybe those fifth and sixth seeds or the, you know, the top end of the play in, which of those teams do you think poses the biggest threat to the Bulls? It's a team that might prove that they are better than the Bulls and keep the Bulls in that plan and prevent them from getting to one of those fifth or sixth spots. Well, I mean, the East is, is improved dramatically over the last couple of seasons. Okay. So, you know, the, the teams that are going to be the mainstays right now, right now it's Milwaukee and Boston. Those two teams are, I think, are locked into that one and two spot. Depending if James Harden is going to wear the fat suit or if he's not going to wear the fat suit um, and he's going to stop, you know, lemon pepper wings on Friday when they play on Saturday in Vegas. You know, uh, maybe he's motivated because he, he, he's a great player. I mean, you put him with Embiid, that team legitimately – you know, I, I thought they legitimately had a shot to come out of the East last year. The, the way Embiid was playing MVP Caliboy. I thought James Harden showed when Embiid was out with those injuries, like, whoa, man, this, this dude still can do what he did before. Like, he can really go get it. And then when Embiid came back, instead of playing the same way, it's almost like he took a back seat. And I, and I think that's where Doc Rivers, you know, probably made a mistake. And then I love Doc Rivers as a coach, but I think that maybe even, you know, uh, he should have told James Harden to keep playing the way he was because, you know, if James Harden doesn't play the, the way he did, you know, I think that series is over very quickly, you know. So uh, he had a chance. They were, I think, forced the seventh game in Boston, you know, and uh, he didn't show up. He didn't show up in that game. And that's that's where I think a lot of people say James Harden never shows up in the big game. So if he's there and he's not wearing a fat suit, they, they're a top three team. And then after that, it's Cleveland. Cleveland, to me, is still – they're right there, you know. I yeah. mean – you, you, those, the two guards that they have, um, you know, they just, I mean, and, and then you're going to get Mobley to be a little bit older, a little bit more mature. You got Jared Allen blocking shots, mm-hmm. um, but their guard play is phenomenal. And uh, you get those three, you got three big guys out there playing, rebound the basketball, rim protecting, that's going to make them tough. So I think you got to say those are your top four teams. After that, it's five, six, seven, eight, play in. So then you're looking at how good is New York going to be, you know, is New York going to be that team that's going to be the fifth seed, you know, with Jalen Brunson? They were that team this year. Uh, but the year before, they weren't. They went from being the top four seed to not even making, you know, not even making it in. So um, Jalen Brunson means that much to them. You know, they haven't gotten better, though. They haven't gotten better. You lose, you know, I think, you know, losing uh, the big kid to Indiana, uh, Obi, uh, you know, losing him, that hurts them because he he was a guy that coming off the bench gives you energy. You can play him at the four or five position. Uh, they still got uh, Evan Fournier that they that's under contract that you know they're they're just sitting on the bench not using him at all. Uh, so who knows who they're going to be? Atlanta. Atlanta's a team you got to watch out for. Um, I I pay a couple of like a surprise team to watch out for. In my opinion, is two of two teams is Indiana and Orlando. I think those mm-hmm. two teams, and I mean Miami's going to be there. I, I keep overlooking Miami, but you know Miami. Unless they bring another star in there, then you know they're not going to be able to swing that that uh, that trade with Dame Lillard. I just don't think it's going to happen. They don't have enough assets, and if you're Portland, you're not giving them away. You're not you're not giving away for a year supply of uh, Cool Ranch Doritos. That's just not going to happen. So, 
It's not going to happen. So, but Pat Riley's going to find a way to get a third star somehow. Okay, but until then, you know, Miami's in, Miami. Miami may be looking at a plan like they were last year. You know, because Jimmy only plays about fifty games. You know, fifty-five games during the regular season. Okay, uh, whether that's for rest purposes, he's taking himself out or whatever. He's only he's playing fifty to sixty games a year. You know, since he's been gone from the Bulls, and that's just been something that he's been doing. Uh, Tyler Hero is injury prone. You know, they got a lot of uh, Bam out of Iowa is, is a is a phenomenal talent. You know, he's he stays healthy. He stays healthy. They they got a shot to to do some do some things, but. I don't really look at them as being a team, even though they went to the finals last year. I'm, they don't really scare you, you know. So we're, the teams you're really looking at, like I said, is Orlando's a, is a team to be out, be on the lookout for, and then Indiana, those two young teams. Detroit's a couple of years away. If they, if Kay Cunningham, I'm telling you, the Central Division is going to be the best division in the Eastern Conference in a couple of years. I mean, you got Milwaukee, you got Cleveland's going to make the playoffs, you got the Bulls possibly making the playoffs. Uh, you got a young Indiana team that 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 really I think with Halliburton and those those kids that Bennett that uh, Benedict Arnold kid uh, not Benedict Arnold. <laughs> yeah Benedict Mathery I always call Benedict Arnold but Benedict Benedict uh, Mathery <laughs> he that kid is a phenomenal talent too that kid I I was surprised they kept him on the bench all year as a six man I thought he should have been in their starting lineup um, he's a big time scorer uh, kid can score on anybody. Um, but you got they got a good young team now you know you got Obi over there too and uh big a big big guy that can run and you still got Miles Turner Miles Turner is there Miles Turner is a healthy big that a lot of teams wanted in trades and if he's motivated to play I mean Indiana could be a tough out as well uh state let me ask you then about the other side about the west you saw Denver you know go out win that championship and now we've seen the Lakers reload you know and now you know Memphis is going to come back and you know what Sacramento has done do you feel? Do you still have Denver as the favorites to come out of the West, or do you have somebody else? No, I've got Denver coming out of the West, but I, I think it's a lot closer than what people think. Uh, you lose very key components on that team that I think that you know when you look at it. I think people are overlooking how important you know Bruce Brown was to that team. How important you know um, you know the, the the big kid coming off the bench, Jeff Green was. You know the versatility that he brought to the team to be playing multiple positions. Those guys, guys are hard to replace. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Brown got a big contract with Indiana. So he's over in Indiana now. So that's an upgrade at what they're doing over there. And Jeff Green, again, is a guy who's around this league for a long time, knows how to play, happy in his role. That, you know, you know, if you want to start me, start me. When we come off the bench, those are the kind of guys you need. And so the Lakers, I think what Denver is doing now, as long as, as Jokic is doing what he's doing, I, I don't think he's going to slow down for at least the next five years. Teams are starting to load up on big guys now. You're starting to see teams go out and get, you know, three, four big guys so you can run those guys into this guy when it comes down to it. You know, you need bodies for this dude because if you're coming out there with somebody 6'9", 6'10", that's a stretch five, he's going to eat you alive. And that was the difference in, I think, all the series. That was the difference in the championship series with Miami. Miami had no one that could match up with them. So I think now what you're seeing is teams, like, loading up um, – Phoenix, you know, adding adding you know Bradley Beal and and, and Durant, that, those were huge gets along with Booker, but you still isn't a point guard. You know, Chris Paul say what you want about Chris Paul, you know, Chris Paul still is one of the best point guards out there, and you lose that that pace. Now you're going to force Booker on the ball and alternate him with Beal unless you can find someone. Uh, they don't have a lot of quality depth 
uh, on the bench, which is going to be a problem as the season goes along because your star is going to have to play a lot of minutes to stay stay in the in the race. Uh, Golden State is, in my opinion, you know, they still need a big guy. They they should have won. They got Chris Paul, and that'll be a great you know great thing coming off their bench to to uh, you know it'll take Poole's place. But you got a guy that can actually now. You can play him, you can play Steph Curry, and you can play, you know, uh, Clay Thompson out there together and let them two dudes run off screens and just be wide open because he's going to get you the ball, you know. Because now when you take the ball out of Steph Curry's hands and you had Poole having the ball, Poole was more of a scoring guard. He wanted to score. He wanted to shoot. So that, you know, that, you know, those guys didn't get a lot of open shots. Now you got a point guard coming off the bench. Now you got your scores coming off them single double screens, catching balls, boom, boom, boom. Keep an eye on the kid, uh, Patrick Baldwin. That's a name to remember. He's a draft. He's a first round draft pick for Golden State. He's been on the bench a little bit. Kind of reminds you of, of a bigger Clay Thompson. He's about 6'9, 6'10. He's a wing player. Didn't play a lot, you know, last year. Um, but that's a name to keep an eye on. He's, he's, a, he's a very good young player. Uh, I think he was school, went to school in uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, I think, played for his dad or something. Um, but he he can flat out play, and that's another guy. But they're they're small though. They're gonna have to pick up. So I probably you know play the play the free agent thing. Pick guys up off of, you know ten day contracts. You may bring in a Demarcus Cousins, kick the wheels, see if he can still play. There's some big guys still out there uh, that they can go out there. But you know a lot of teams are strapped with money right now. A lot of teams are at the at the salary cap, so they can't afford to go out and go pay someone to come. So a guy would have to come on teams and and take that you know the veteran minimum. You know, that's what they'd have to take. Are they content taking that or they'll be out the league? So there's a lot of guys still out there that, that can fill some needs for some teams. Stacy, we appreciate you coming on and joining us, man. Uh, if yeah. you can't, if you didn't happen to notice in the comments, all of our viewers uh, and, and loyal listeners out there love having you on. You are a legend and always will be to Bulls yes, fans sir. everywhere. Yes, um this man should never pay for a meal or a drink in the city of Chicago ever again. I hope, I hope that's the case. Um, enjoy the rest of the offseason. Hope the rest of the rehab goes well. And in the meantime, if y'all are excited and can't wait for Stacey and Adam to be back on the mics, listen to the, the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast if you aren't already. If you aren't already, what are you waiting for? Wildly entertaining stuff with you, with our guy, Mark Janowski, Jimmy Whispers. It is a great show. You guys have great guests on. And of course, you can follow Stacy on the social, Stacy King21 on Instagram, Stacy21 King on Twitter. Big Dave is Bobby NWL Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We're back tomorrow in studio, four o'clock Chicago time. Stace. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. You guys are the best, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I miss you guys on TV after the Bulls games. Uh, <laughs> I, back. I hope they get y'all back because that was, a, you know, that was a good show. You guys are very knowledgeable, and I'm glad to see you, you know, taking uh, another route and doing your yeah. own show. It's awesome. Appreciate you, Stacy, man. Much love to you, sir. Appreciate it, man. All right, Bulls Nation. Thanks for tuning in today. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out. We will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, for Big Dave and our guy Stacy King, our producer Joey. See, red, be good. <laughs>